is Money Line on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by Thrive Plus. Live from the RentersWarehouse.com studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. All right, we are back on Moneyline. Jerry Bowe, Josh Jordan, Clutch Cam behind the glass. And we are joined by our man Lance Zerline. He's going to talk about his picks in just a moment. But first, let's hear from our Gal Media All-Stars. Cam, hit it. It's the Gal Media All-Stars Plays of the Week. The Blitz's Fred Bauer. Hey, this is Fred Bauer. Hope everybody's having an awesome Sunday. And the last full day of NFL got two plays for you here. How about this? Saints minus 7.5 against the Panthers. Don't care that Drew Brees isn't playing. Don't care if the Saints have nothing to play for. The Panthers are supposed to start Kyle Allen. Uh, I've seen enough of that act. No way in hell. Panthers folded up here. Saints roll. Love this bet. Here's another one I like. Two teams that have nothing to play for. Falcons minus one against the Buccaneers. Why are they only one-point favorites? Is Matt Ryan dead? Did I miss something? Love the Falcons here. Even though that game means nothing to no one else, it will mean a little bit to me because I'll have money on it. Good luck with all your plays and hope you have a great, great Sunday. Culture Maps, Eric Sandler. For my first pick this week, I'm taking the Seattle Seahawks minus 13 over the Arizona Cardinals. I feel awkward laying that many points, but I think it makes sense. The Seahawks are great at home, and the Cardinals aren't going to do anything that screws up getting the number one pick in the draft. For my second pick, I'll take the Indianapolis Colts minus 3.5 over the Tennessee Titans. I think a Colts defense that's mostly shut down Zeke Elliott and Saquon Barkley should be good enough to slow down the Derrick Henry freight train. When the Titans have to put their hopes on Blaine Gabbert, the Colts will easily cover the number. The benches Lancer line. Let's do it live. I'm going to go with, first of all, I agree with Fred. I like the Atlanta Falcons, although, Fred, it's 2.5 now. So it's not 1. That's a little outdated. Tampa's got nothing to play for, and, I, and I'm and i hearing that they're just walking around the building like dead men walking because the staff know that they're gone. So no accountability in the building. That's the kind of stuff you look for, minus two and a half. I love uh, Cleveland in a competitive spot here, plus a seven against the uh, the Baltimore Ravens. I know the Ravens need this one, but Cleveland right now, they're really feeling themselves. They seem to be clicking with the coaching staff. I'm going to take the points, and I think it's a competitive matchup, even though I think the Ravens win. I'm going to take Cleveland Plus, plus the points. And I'm also going to play a must-win playoff fade. Let's go with minus 14. What a huge, heady number. But one thing I've learned over the years, don't let the numbers scare you in the last week of the season because the Cincinnati Bengals quit on football about six or seven weeks ago, and the Steelers have to have this. I like the Steelers here to roll by at least three touchdowns. Minus the 14, that doesn't scare me. I will take the Steelers and lay the points. Sports Maps, Holly Seymour. Okay, first off, I totally agree with Lance. Finally, somebody with me on Steelers in the high line. Anyways, um, if you guys listen to Blitz Friday, the one game that we were all all over is Colts. Well, I have it on minus two and a half. The stats are there. The line is there. Luck is there. Who's not there? Titans. You just can't trust them. Andrew Luck has never lost to Tennessee in his entire career. I don't see him ending that streak to a Titans team that no one knows in a playoff game on the line. Give me Indy. My second pick, Philly, minus six and a half. My best friend and I talked this game all night. Bet the house on it. Well, preferably a small two-bedroom that you rent. But you guys know I usually don't take Philly on the line more than three or even at all. But who needs a big game today more than any other team playing? The reigning Super Bowl champs are trying to stay alive. If you don't believe me or Cole's bills, go check the game matchup stats and the season stat comparisons. Philly's got this. 
That's interesting. Uh, so Lance and Holly both on the Steelers, fourteen points. Man, that, that's a lot. But I guess it's just late in the year. You just think they're going to pound them. That's it, huh? It's happened a lot. I mean, you know, I've, I've handicapped for years. Although it's you know kind of slowed it down here over the last you know five six years. But one of the things that has been a a a, a truism is that teams that need to win will show up, and the other teams are literally getting ready to go to. The, they just want to get it over with. Yep, and. Numbers shouldn't shouldn't scare you as much as they should the rest. The other 15 to 16 weeks, you need to really care. At the end of the season, it becomes about finding a team that is ready to play because a lot of these teams don't care. And so you want to find a team that cares, and then you just hope Vegas has done their, their job with, with making a reasonable number. It is important, I think, to find the opening number and make sure that you don't get beat by a crazy line move because once that advantage has been hammered out, well, then you got to stay off of it. So I really need to check what the uh, Steelers' opening number is, but I, I just feel like anything le- that's two touchdowns or less, like it was 14 a, and a half, I'd buy down. It was 17 when it opened. Yeah, and and maybe the thought is the Ravens will you know handle their business and Steelers will scoreboard watch and maybe shut it down, but uh, I, I like them in this spot here. 17 and a half is pretty strong pretty hot sticking with the notion that you said yeah. as far as making sure you don't miss like a key number when a number moves that indie line it's two and a half three three and a half i'm seeing yeah, four and a half i'll be honest with you i don't love that i don't love the favorite there because the titans have something to play for too it's scary so i'm not really sure why we're seeing this crazy uh uh why we're seeing this crazy line move i mean if the titans win correct me if i'm wrong but if the titans win and the ravens win then you're going to have uh, the Titans in the playoffs. Yeah. So I, I don't know why the numbers moving so far away from a home team like the it Titans. Seems right it seems too easy. It seems way too like that. That first thing my reaction was, let's see, it's more the, than a field goal at home. You're that's getting crazy. Yeah. So I went back and looked at the not and not all historical trends are the same. Yes, the teams are different, but in 2015 the Colts were favored by three and they won by two. Weird. Four in 2013 they were favored by three and they won by three. 2010, they were favored by three. They won by two. So it's weird. Every time they play on the road, they don't get past that three. It's either three or less. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's strange. But, I, you know, when you look at the Colts, they've got a lot to play for, and they're kind of a hot team with the public right now. But at the same time, you know, the Titans have showed you that they're capable, especially defensively, of stepping up. And the way Derrick Henry's playing right now, that's the other thing that would concern me. Running the football in December is incredibly important. And defense and running the football, Tennessee, frankly, I think Tennessee has a little bit more consistent defense and definitely um, can run the football against a Colts, a Colts defense that they do some things well, but there's still an inconsistency with stopping a run. Yeah, they had they really shut down the Texans when we played them not that long ago. I think Saquon Barkley, the Colts, shut him down to like forty or fifty yards, something like that. So they've been okay. And I think with Derrick Henry, I think the line movement I think is more about Mariota not playing right. I, and the last time they played the Tennessee and the Colts, the Colts just smashed them. So that's why I'm kind of on the Colts. I know that game was in was in Indy that had something to do with it. What about you, Holly? Did that? Did that push you to one side or the other, knowing that the Colts just crushed the Titans the first time they played them this year? Did, did that really not factor into it for you? That didn't really factor into it for me. I just I can't trust the Titans. They're winning games they shouldn't win. They're losing games that I don't know. They're just really confusing to me right now. I feel like Andrew Luck is he's just out there. He's on a roll, and I mean I got it. I like my two and a half better than the three and a half that is at now that I got. But I just think that it's going to go in his favor. I, I can't see Titan beating Indy for a playoff spot. 
Well, let me ask you something, Lance. What do you do with the Bears game? Something that maybe the game, that the team that maybe scoreboard watching some and they come out maybe more motivated in the first half? Do you just stay away as a whole or do you try to hit that angle as maybe the Bears won't look at the scoreboard and see that they can't gain seeding? You know, I, I just think you have to, it's all about trying to determine first and foremost whether or not a team is ready to play. Ready to play means. Are they mentally there, and are they into it the same as they would have been in Week 11? And I think with the Bears, there's a better chance they will be uh, because I think they've built a mindset. They're playing for a first-year coach, so they, you know, I think there's been a consistency. There's no let, let off with veterans, and, and it's young guys who are the leaders of the team right now, and the young guys right now have a certain a swagger to them, and I think they feel like they got a chance to be the best team in the NFC. I mean, we may not think that, but I think they believe that. And so I don't think you'll see them let off the gas. That's not a team that I, that I feel like, you know, takes a break. I, I feel like when you have guys like Khalil Mack on that team defensively, that's not he's not a let off the gas type of guy. So um, I think when you have those kind of leaders, that's what you look for. That's that's where you're likely to see consistency of effort. So. Uh, you know, from a Bears standpoint, I wouldn't be afraid of the Bears. Let me put it that way. Gotcha. There you have it. All right, Holly, let everybody know where they can find you on social media. All right, you guys can follow me at XO Holly, And, of course, always check out Sports Not for everybody on the team here. So, you guys have a great day. Pray for me. It's my second Super Bowl again this week. No. So, hopefully I'll see you guys in the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks, Holly. We'll catch up with you next time. Bye, guys. Bye. All right, Lance, we want to thank you for joining us, my man. What do you expect uh, Texans today? Are they going to do it or no? I don't love uh, laying that many points, and I know that's a situation where they need that win also, but they don't have to have that win. And listening to Bill O'Brien talk, you know, he's, he, he almost sounded like a guy who was willing to, to see how it went the first half. And then take, you can't trust the Jags. I mean, it's a stay-away game for me because you obviously can't trust the Jags. I don't see... I don't see the Jags just giving in, though. They showed some fight against the Colts. Um, they clearly are not a very good offensive team at all. They're inconsistent. But I do think that if they show up, they, they still create some physical mismatches for the Texans. That's my big concern is when you put them on a – when you take it off paper and you put it on the grass, they there is some physical mismatches for the Texans up front, and that's what makes me nervous about laying the seven. How are they going to score if, you know, Hopkins is going to have Ramsey on him a lot of the game? I I just think it's going to be tough for the Texans to, to get on the board. I still think they're going to win, but that's going to be a challenge, man. One more thing I wanted to ask you before we get out of here. Monday, Clemson, Alabama. First thoughts. So, you know, what, what Alabama did in the first quarter is what they can do all year long. They hit the gas, they blow you out, and then they back off in the second half. I think Clemson is the type of defensive defensive team and a, and a team they really respect where I think you're going to get a better, a more consistent effort. Trevor Lawrence cannot move around the pocket. Kyler Murray was just, he's ridiculous with his yeah. ability to extend plays. And I think Bama got a little tired and they felt like they were going to win. They knew Bama in their hearts knew that Oklahoma couldn't stop them. They will go into that game knowing that, that Clemson will be a, a little tougher matchup with their def- with their defensive front. So I think you're going to see Alabama give a more concerted, consistent effort. But think about this though. This is now, if we go back to the national championship game, and I think Bama may have gotten a miracle cover because of the late touchdown, but you have had Georgia outplay them twice in a champion, national championship game and then a, an SEC championship game, and then Oklahoma with the backdoor cover. So from a number standpoint, it's a little sketchy with Alabama right now, but I saw it's at six right now. It went from six and a half to six is what I saw this yeah. morning 
a line move there, which didn't surprise me. I think that's a great teaser opportunity. If you can tie it up with something else, maybe wait for an NFL playoff game. But um, I don't mind Alabama laying less than seven. You get it, If it gets to seven and a half, that would make me nervous. Less than seven, I actually still like Alabama because I don't see Trevor Lawrence, a freshman quarterback, being able to extend plays you know, and take a bad play and turn it into a first down or a dead play and turn it into a first down. Kyler Murray can turn dead plays into winning plays. I don't think Trevor Lawrence can do that. And we know from watching Deshaun Watson, typically, you know, Fromm is not a – Fromm's a pocket guy too, but typically Bama has their hardest, you know, it's it's hardest for them when they have mobile quarterbacks, and that's not really Clemson's quarterback. I was hoping you said that. I'm all over Alabama with you. Yeah, I just I, I think that they don't let off the gas in the second half now. They should have put 70. I don't know what they're doing. Well, you heard it here. Roll Tide. Let's go. Roll Tide. All right, we want to thank Lance for joining us. We'll be right back listening to Moneyline, ESPN 97.5. <laughs> This is Nolan Ryan. You're listening to Houston's best sports talk, ESPN 97.5. This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by MyBookie. Live from the RentersWarehouse.com studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. All right, we are back. Moneyline 97.5. You know what that music means. That means Jerry Bowe is about to drop some dollars in your wallet. What do you have for him this week, Jerry? Straight bet. We're going to keep it simple. Colts, I've been giving out this play, though, when it was two and a half, when it was three, now it's three and a half. If you can still catch it at that three, two and a half, go ahead. If not, just kill it on the money line. I do not see how the Colts won't come out here with a win. It might be a square. Call me the square side. Call me whatever, but call me a winner after Sunday night football. Straight bets. Chiefs, team total. I look for motivation when it gets this late in the year. More of a letdown spot than what Oakland had. We saw them lighting marijuana cigarettes off of the torch (laughs) last week. They were celebrating. They were partying. They gave the fans what they needed, a win at home. What makes them want to get up for this game against a team that needs it more than anything? Playing for everything. A guy playing for the MVP. A guy playing for uh, just anything. Confidence. A guy playing for the division, for home. I mean, everything. So, at the end of the point, I, I think that KC blast through points. I think KC has 24, 27 points in the first half. Kill him on the team total first half. Kill him on the game over 33. Straight bets. Straight bet it. Cowboys, Giants, under 41. If it's still there, when I got on air earlier, it was. I'm still checking it. The Zeke news has brought it down in some spots, so that's why I say it that way. But I don't see how the Cowboys are going to move the ball. I don't think they want to. I don't think they want to show anything. At this point, it's the time to get out of there, try to get out of there uh, with least injuries possible. And the Giants, I don't see how they're going to move the ball. I just see an ugly game. Call it 2017 either way. Straight bet. Atlanta, Tampa. Atlanta's playing for something, I guess, mentally, because 
What has Tampa got going as far as all the problems? Let's say not that there's anything for Atlanta to 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 win off of this to to gain seating. If anything, they're hurt, hurt themselves with a win. But as far as what's going on in the Tampa Bay front office, there's guys already short leased. There's guys already one foot out the door. A blowout today, you're seeing people get fired within hours of that game. Remember what I tell you? It just doesn't seem right. Jameis doesn't know where he's going to be next year. At the end of the day, I just see a lot of problems there. This is a game that you can attack Atlanta and attack that's overall. So as I see two teams that will be motivated to play on the offensive side of the ball, but maybe not so much on the defensive side. Small plays, small, small plays on the 52.5 over Atlanta minus one. Straight bets. And my last one, my man Cam's Chargers, minus six and a half. I think they're playing, still motivated. They will be. And that Denver team, I mean, look how bad they were against Oakland. I don't, they're they're ready for the season to end now. Look for the Chargers defense to get, make make plays. And I just look, this this is an ugly game to me. Like, uh, let's call it 24-13. All right, there you have it. All right, Jerry. Feels like a good week. I've got a few plays this week. We're not going to go full on flexy, but I got some daily plays for this week, guys. So I kind of like me some Tommy Brady. I kind of like him this week against the Jets. You saw what Deshaun Watson did against the Jets two weeks ago. Then you saw what Aaron Rodgers did against the Jets last week, 42 fantasy points. I think Tommy Brady comes out and takes care of business against the Jets. On that same game, I also really like Sony Michelle. I think those two guys are going to do very well. If you want to stack up Brady with Julian Edelman, I don't mind it at all. I also really like Dalvin Cook this week at 6,300. I think the Vikings are really going to try and pound the ball, get into the playoffs. I think, you know, Chicago, they really don't truly have anything to play for. So I kind of like that matchup. I also like Robert Woods this week against the Niners. It's a game the Rams got to win. If you heard earlier, I like Chris Herndon in the Jets game. I think he could do something against the Patriots. And how about a little Joe Mixon? I think Joe Mixon could get going this week. I I think the Steelers are going to cruise, but if Cincinnati's going to move the ball, I think it's going to be Joe Mixon. And we talked to Josh ADHD earlier. So, guys, the Giants for defense for daily this week. Giants probably going against all the backups for the Cowboys. They're dirt cheap. So get the Giants in your lineup. And that's pretty much what I have for you guys this week. So before we run out of time in the segment, we all know we got to know what's up with who's playing, who's not playing, who's hurt, who's resting, guys. So we're going to go out to Andrew now that the actives and inactives have been released. So, uh, Andrew, what do you got for us, my man? Breaking news. News flash. All right, guys. So there's a bunch of news that came out with the actives and actives list. Starting off at quarterback, I'm sure you guys have talked about it at some point. Drew Brees, he's going to be sitting out today. Teddy Bridgewater is going to be starting. At running back, Alvin Kamara, he's also going to be sitting out. Zeke Elliott's not going to play. Um, LeGarrette Blunt, he's going to be active. Carlos Heidel will be active as well. He's probably going to split the carries with T.J. Yeldon since Fournette's not going to be playing. At wide receiver, Devontae Adams, he's out. Kenny Galladay is out. Kiki QT is out. Devin Funches is a healthy scratch. He's inactive. Corderell Patterson, he is also inactive. Deshaun Jackson is inactive as well. In the late game, Philip Lindsay, he's out with a wrist injury for the Broncos. Matt Breed is out with an ankle injury. What a surprise for the 49ers. Marquise Goodwin, he's out with a calf injury for the 49ers. Dante Pettis, he's out with a knee injury for the 49ers. And Todd Gurley, there's been a bunch of talk about him. He's out, uh, I think it was confirmed yesterday, with a knee injury. Um, Rashad Penny, he's questionable with a knee injury, but he was a full practice all week, so I would expect him to play. Uh, James Conner, he looks like he's going to return to the field for the first time. He's questionable, but he was a full practice this 
entire week, and that's a significant upturn from where he has been for the past couple of weeks. So uh, there's a lot of optimism around that situation that he's going to take the field for the Steelers. Antonio Brown, he's questionable for the Steelers, and there's not nearly as much optimism there. He didn't practice at all this week, and Mike Tomlin noted that you know Antonio Brown doesn't need practice reps to be ready. But at the same time, he hasn't practiced all week, and the general feeling is there's not optimism that he's going to play. Schefter reported that they are not optimistic that he'll take the field today. Uh, Spencer Ware, he's going to he's questionable for the Chiefs. Um, he practiced in full all week, so I would expect him to play. But the less good news for him is that Damian Williams has been pretty freaking fantastic in his absence, and he might even have even earned the starting role. Uh, Allen Robinson, he's doubtful for the Bears, and I wouldn't expect to see him play. For the Sunday night games, Marcus Mariota, news broke recently that he is not expected to play. He's going to give it a go in practice, but the expectation is that he's not going to be quite ready. Uh, T.Y. Hilton, he's questionable. He didn't practice all week, but he hasn't practiced for a couple of weeks now. And he's had the same questionable designation, so I would expect him to play. And Eric Ebron, he's questionable with a quad injury, but he was a full practice by Friday, so expect him to be ready to go. All right, there you have it. Thanks, Andrew. Really appreciate it, man. We kept you busy this week, didn't we? Oh, absolutely. It's fun, guys. At Hyped Up Andrew is where you can find my man Andrew Carlson. Any kind of injuries you have coming up, any kind of questions, it's going to be crucial coming up to the playoffs. If you want any kind of early information, go ahead and reach out to him. He's a he's a master at this. All right, guys, we've got a lot more coming up for you. We'll hit it on the other side. You're listening to Moneyline, ESPN 97.5. And the record on repeat. Took a sip, then another sip. Then somebody said to me, why you babysitting on me two or three shots? I'm going to show you how to turn it up a notch. First you get a swimming pool full of liquor, then you dive in it. Pool full of liquor, then you dive in it. Then I wave a few bottles, then I watch you on flat. All the girls want to play, they watch. I got a swimming pool. This is Nolan Ryan. You're listening to Houston's Best Sports Talk, ESPN 97.5. This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by Thrive Plus. Live from the RentersWarehouse.com studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. All right, we are back on Moneyline. A little Def Leppard. I like it, Cam. Nice choice, sir. We're going to hit some of these NFL games. If you missed the show, you can hit the podcast. Uh, XO Holly was just tweeting out that her and Lance are on the same game that has a huge point spread this week. And we talked about it a couple segments ago when Lance Zerline joined us and Holly Seymour. So she said, you can go to the podcast to hear what play that is. So we encourage you to do that. Go to podcast arena, check out Moneyline. You can find out what that play was that Lance Zerline and Holly Seymour are so big on this week. I'll give you a hint. Uh, Jerry, Likes rooting for this team, so I'll, I'll leave it at that. So uh, and they got a they they had a running back that didn't show up this year to the team. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and they have one of the best players in the league that we found out from Andrew. He may not be playing today. Crazy. What else is crazy though is I gave out that Cowboy under uh, for the game forty one. Now I'm seeing it's at thirty eight point five. That's what goes to show you. At the end of the day, though, 
if the spread dropped because of the injury of uh, or the 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 news of Zeke getting rested, what made you want to punch it now rather than at forty one? Because at the most he was going to get what five carries. So yeah. what's the difference? Why didn't you punch it before? I gave the play out last night to a lot of my people at 41. Like, I'm getting questions at 38 and a half. At 38 and a half, now we're getting close. I called it 2017, 37 points. But now you lost, I guess, a little bit of, of a 2019 will kill you. You know what I mean? A 21-17 is right there where you need to be. It's too close. But again, look, predict. You got to gamble t- to the gamble like you're gambling on him not getting carries last night you're gambling on if he if he gets announced out that line's gonna drop you gotta think about thinking and and if you don't if you just go up there to the computer and just play it and let the game play you you'll never win in this game it's the littlest of edges that make it and that's one prime example right there again last night if you were gonna bet this at 38 and a half why didn't you bet it last night because if you knew Zeke was only gonna have five carries what difference does it make now the points moved against you and now we want to go and hit it now you lost your chance. That's it. Good advice from Jerry. Get it early if you like a number. That's that's how you win. Don't let the public change everything yeah. and, and take your advantage away. So that's good advice. Let's move on to the Oakland-Kansas City game. Another game with a huge point spread. Kansas City favored by 14 at home. You know, Derek Carr's actually been playing well the last couple weeks, but... I think Lance made a good point on the show earlier that, man, it's you, it's hard to bet on these guys where you know they're not all in and they don't have anything to play for. I don't know, Jerry, 14 points. You staying away from this one? Is that too much or do you like it? Since 2003, good teams, which are competitors, uh, com- considered 70% winners or more. 64 and 44 against the spread after a loss in December. So what does this mean in English? Well, basically, if they're a good team and they lose late in the season, December... They usually bounce back because they were a good team, correct? That's what they're facing right now. Facing a team that's unmotivated, because what do they got to play for? They they showed up for their fans last week. They did everything they needed to do. What are they playing for? They're just showing up. They're dressing up. They're ready to get up out of there. Look for the Chiefs to pound it. I mean, I'm talking about, like I said, 24, 27 points by half and look for them to score 38, 40, somewhere around there by the game. Hit the team totals over everywhere. There you have it. Chiefs. All right, moving along. Carolina versus New Orleans. We already know Kamara is out. We know Drew Brees. I don't know. I know we're expecting Teddy Bridgewater. I haven't seen the final statistic or or report if he's actually starting or if he's just playing this week, but it's going to be mostly backups the whole game nevertheless, kind of like Jerry talked about earlier. If you think the guy's only going to come in for four plays, why do you think that's going to drastically change the outcome of the game? Uh, Saints favored by seven and a half. This is one of Fred Fowler's plays this week. He really likes the Saints here. What do you got on this one, J-Bo? I'm staying away overall because so many question marks, but I I was curious and I wanted to know what the Saints do in these kind of positions. We go back to 2009 when they had that home field advantage and that's the year they win. They won. That year, week 17, who'd they play? The Panthers. (laughs) Final score, 23-10. Panthers. Mark Brunel was 15 for 29 for 102 yards in that game. Just to throw you back, 44, 5.5 passer rating. Now, Brunel is not Teddy, but just to give you a a picture of when these teams don't really care, like like literally 23 to 10 Panthers in that game, week 17, same scenario. Just I was so curious and I had to do some digging and that's what I found. There you have it. All right, that is very interesting though, and that's 
Man, the research helps, man. It gives you an idea of, of what you can expect here. This one, I think, uh, we're moving along here, Eagles-Washington. I wanted to get to this one because when I talked to Jerry earlier this week, he said this is a game that, that he is looking at. He's considered betting this one. He, 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 I think he kind of likes the Eagles in this matchup. We had, we had Holly on a little while ago. She likes the Eagles to cover the six and a half here. They're playing Washington. It's a 42-point over-under right now, so... I'm kind of leaning towards Philly, but they are on the road. Six and a half on the road is quite a bit, but, man, Washington's not really playing for anything. So I kind of like Philly here. Jerry, what you got? Since 2003, teams that open up have least of the touchdown favorites on the road in December or January, 40% against the spread. That's what scares me. I want everything tells me, come on, like, uh, this is the Eagles spot. Everything tells you that. But when the line moves away from those teams, the Eagles, seven, six and a half, it's been going everywhere. 11 and 21, 34% against the spread. Everything's telling you. Numbers are telling you, be careful here. Be careful. Your eyes are telling you there's no way that Philly does this. Be careful. These are the ones where Philly wins, gets a win, and they don't cover. It just, it just be careful is all I could tell you. All right, guys. Tread lightly with that one. What about this one? We, we hit on it earlier. New England versus New York. 14 points for the Patriots. If I remember right, Jerry, you're saying let's go Pats, right? Pats or even more likely, I don't I don't think I don't I'm not so into betting these big old spreads. So then again, you you find your angle. Do you I think the Pats can score? Yeah, I think they score. Why wouldn't the Pats be able to score? Why won't I not punch that ticket? Because I think that they could get backdoored. If I'm looking at they can get backdoored, then I'm predicting that Sam Darnold and them uh, and Robbie and, and and crew and the they're going to score as well. So instead of taking that big old 13 and a half, 14, or, or taking some on this side, go ahead and hit the total over. I think that the Jets will score enough in this game to help that total go over. There you have it. It's about 46 and a half. It opened at 48. Jerry says over in this one. All right, moving along. Detroit versus Green Bay. Man, looks like Devontae Adams is out. So that's a big hit to Aaron Rodgers. Packers still favored by seven and a half. Man, Detroit's got nothing to play for here. Really, neither does Green Bay. I don't know. Do you even lean on this one, Jerry? Is this a stay away game? Staying away. I'm I'm leaning I'm leaning on the wall and just watching <laughs> this because I mean, again, what are they playing for? I'm not sure of anything, but the only thing I know is that some forecasts are predicting very, very high wins. Matt Stafford has played eleven games in his career where wind gusts were above ten miles an hour wind. Two and nine against the spread in those games. That arm ain't chopping through that win. <laughs> no, it is not. And that's been a banged up arm all year. Three of those games, even further. 11 games in his career, 10 mile an hour wins. Three of those were at Lambeau. 0 3 straight up and against the spread, getting blown out by 11 points or more in each one. <laughs> and it's uh, Stafford. It's been a bad year for him and for the Lions. So I'm staying away as well. Jacksonville at Houston. Looks like this one's right at seven points now. It's been kind of bouncing around. Jerry and I both talked about this a little earlier. We, we brought Lance Zerline in as well. We think the Texans win, but the seven points seems maybe a little too much, right? Yeah, it's just, it's just too much. And I don't see a, a world where you can bet this confidently on either side. Yeah, the Texans could easily open up. But like Cam said, they could be up by 10 and then a little point or something at the end. And it kills you. It just at the end of the day, this is teaser material. Take the Texans in a... And with must win. I mean, you don't want them to drop to that six. Uh, take the Texans on the teaser with that Alabama boys. I say it again. That's the teaser. Hit that on a max. 
really, really low total for this one, Jerry. 39 and a half is where it's sitting at right now. Is there anything to do with the total? Crazy stat about that. Two games are totaled, or maybe now a few more now that the lines have uh, changed. But on average, since 2003, 100 games are totaled at 40 points or less in the season. 100 of them. This year, it's been about 44 43, I'm, like I said, depending on the closing number, uh, that was before Dallas dropped under 40 and all that. But just to give you a range, about 40 to 45 games have been at that total. It's crazy. Usually you see 60 more. This is the last season. Is it because the offensive game has changed, the, the, the theory in football? And that goes to show you how much the spreads have opened. 40 only this year uh, under the, the spread uh, under a total of 40. Usually there's 100 on average every single season in the NFL. Man, it's different, man. They're airing the ball out, so something to keep an eye on. All right, quickly, I think we can get one more here before the break. This is a really good one, I think, this week. You got Baker Mayfield wanting to play the the Baltimore Ravens and maybe kick them out of the playoffs. That's at least his plan. And, man, Cleveland's got something to play for. They're not playing for anything for this year, but they're playing to keep that momentum going into next year. In Baltimore, they have everything to play for today. This number's at about six and a half right here. Jerry and I talked about this one early in the week. I think Jerry's on the of the opinion that the Ravens are going to win, but six and a half seems like a lot. What do you got, Jerry? You still kind of leaning that way? Yeah, I think that this game is going to be hard played. It's going to play to the end. And historically, things haven't gone good for uh, John Harbaugh against divisional opponents. 4-9, 30.8 against the spread at home against a divisional opponent that has a winning record. We look at a team right now that's going for a winning record. How, how much does this win do for Cleveland going forward? Man, it, it, it's something. It's not, it's not the playoffs, but man, compared to where they were... And knocking someone out the yeah. pl- playoffs, playoffs. Yeah, you know, it's 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 they are who we thought they were, and 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 this is what it's going to be. The Browns are going to leave the season with a winning record. Wow, it could happen. It really could. It would not surprise me that much at all. And you said a lot of. We talked about this earlier in the week. If you guys didn't know, we filled in for Palillo, and you were saying surprisingly a lot of these teams lose these play in your. You're in games like more than you would think. So, and you talked about John Harbaugh. He hasn't been great in a lot of these situations. So, this is no for sure lockup game here for the Ravens. This is crazy. And this is, you have to know these numbers. They're not just there like some computer throws them out. And they're not, ex- I mean, don't get me wrong. They're computer generated, yes, and odds makers, yes. But don't think that they don't anticipate what's coming. People know that teams are in must win situations. So, they all automatically think, yeah, that team has to come out. Truth is, though, dating back to 2003. Teams that need to win to get in the playoffs or need help with a loss in Week 17, 12 and 19 against the spread. That's 38.7. Not because they didn't go out there and perform, but the number catches up to them. Every, once it starts getting hit, man, they got to win. They got to win. The Colts got to win. The Colts got to win. That two and a half, three, three and a half, four, four and a half. Now you lost a lot of value. What happens? If you bet those teams straight up, like just on the money line, you'd be 19 and 12 straight up. But on the money line, if you'd bet $100 on teams that need to win, You'd be down $1,300 just on that. They don't win. Even worse, focusing on just favorites, laying more than a field goal in these must-win games. 13-9 and nine straight up, 6-16 six and 16 against the spread. Not Don't fall for that. Man, they got to win. This is it. And they're going, don't fall for that. The premiums are usually already added into that line. Good advice there. And also something to watch out on this Colts game. It, it seems too good to be true, but... You know, maybe it could apply to the stat that Jerry just gave out. They need this game, and maybe they fall flat. I don't think that's the case. I'm still riding with the Colts, 
But something to keep an eye on. So don't just think Baltimore is going to lock this thing up because they have to. Because Jerry just showed you the numbers say that's not necessarily Just think about Baltimore last year. They were uh, eight-point favorites in this game last year and got upset by the Bengals. Don't forget that. Don't forget Tyler Boyd and that touchdown. That's some good advice. All right, guys, there's a few more games. We're going to hit that on the other side. But you know what I'm going to hit a little later today, Jerry? I'm going to need some. Yeah, I'm going to be hitting some alcohol, and then I'm going to be hitting me some Thrive Plus because that is my jam right there. I love Thrive Plus. It works. I don't want to feel terrible tomorrow, and I'm going to watch all these games. It's week 17. I'm going to have some fun. I'm going to have some cocktails, and I'm going to need to feel better the next day, and that's why I use Thrive Plus, guys. To use it, you just take three capsules after your last alcoholic beverage or before you go to bed. It's designed to reduce alcohol's negative effects on your liver and give it what it needs to process alcohol and its toxic byproducts. I'm no scientist, but I've tried it. Jerry's tried it. The stuff works, guys. I'm telling you, but don't take my word for it. The product was on Shark Tank. The founder's an Ivy League graduate. And if you don't feel better after taking it, at least 50% better the next day, they will give you your money back, guys. So whether you're having one drink or a whole bunch like me, Thrive's going to help you out. They're a Houston-based company. You order it before 3 p.m. It'll be there the next day. All you have to do to order is go to DecideThrive.com. That's DecideThrive.com. Guys, I don't drink without Thrive Plus. Neither should you. We'll be right back. You're listening to Moneyline. Buck past it's G on the girls just wanna have fun. Coke and rum, got green on the tongue. I'm banging with my hand up a dress. Twitter, Twitter. Follow the show on Twitter at Moneyline975. is Money Live on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by MyBookie. Live from the RentersWarehouse.com studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. All right, we are back on Moneyline. Josh Jordan, Jerry Bowe at Clutch City Cam behind the glass. We got our final segment coming up here. We're going to try to get to as many plays as we can. But real quickly, I did want to kind of give a, a summary. Maybe you guys missed our Gal Media segment, and you got about 15 minutes to get some bets in. So let me just uh, remind everybody, uh, Fred Fowler was on. He likes the Saints minus the points. He also likes the Falcons minus the points today. Eric Sandler, he loves him some Seahawks. He also likes the Colts. Lance Zerline was in. He likes the Falcons. He likes the Browns, actually, plus the seven. And Lance is also on the Steelers, minus 14. So he likes them to cover big. Holly also likes the Steelers, minus 14. She's also with the Colts. She got it at minus two and a half. And, of course, Holly, we know, is on her Eagles at minus six and a half. So I just wanted to remind everybody what the plays were so you got some time to get your bets in. You can go over to my bookie, place your bets, get those in before the game start. Uh, Jerry, quickly, uh, you gave out your money on my mind plays. Any one of those one of those two plays you wanted to remind everybody of? I'm loading them up right now as we speak. Hit and save. Go over to Sports Map. Go to the Pokey Busters article. I loaded up plenty of them. I loaded up my big, 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 
big plays. Go ahead and pound them. We're all going to eat together today. There you have it, guys. Little teaser. We gave you the other ones on the air, but if you want to, if you miss Jerry's, you can either go back to Podcast Arena and check out the Money on My Mind segment, or you can go over to Sports Map. That's what we encourage you to do right now. Bookie Busters on Sports Map. Get Jerry's plays for this week. You still got time to get them in there. I'm also on the Colts this week. If anybody is curious, so all right, let's get back to the games. We got a few more. We didn't get to all of them here. And uh, I think this one's interesting. This is the one that Fred was on, the Atlanta game. They're playing Tampa. You know, Fred made the point. He's kind of curious why the spread is the way it is. He figured, you know, Atlanta should be pretty obvious to win this game. Tampa Bay's not very good. The numbers move from one to two and a half, which, you know, may change some people's minds. But uh, we'll get Jerry's thoughts real quick. You, do you have a play on this one, the Atlanta game? I think it's going to be an open game. I think the the focus on the defensive side might not be as as strong. You know what I mean? And I think this is just a game where it's a, it's an exhibition type style. And I see teams both airing it out. I know James Jameis Winston's is prone to turnovers. Expect maybe a couple of those getting you into favorable field position. I like Atlanta to win this game. But again, it's scary. Don't play these games big because Atlanta a win hurts them in the draft spot. So you don't know what the mentality is you don't know what the guys up top told that coaching staff like hey slow it down slow it down yeah and on the other side of the ball that same logic works right uh you know lance saying the tampa bay staff is here and they're gonna be canned right after the game yeah they're, they're, them boys are hitting the, the showers for good so again you don't know what the mentality is. does that coach on tampa want to want to go out with a bang for his players or is he or is he checked out mentally with a with a with a mentality saying you know what forget this whole franchise i'm done here let's get out of this week 17 it's so it's so it's so many angles that you can look at like this like i said does atlanta really want to win and hurt themselves in the draft i mean do they want that in tampa too right maybe the front office is saying like you don't need to go out there and win this game you're getting fired anyway let's play some of these backups in a in a in a pivotal game of hot potato (laughs) the falcons win a close game passing the ball back and forth (laughs) with the buccaneers take the over (laughs) take the over jerry says and let's get to uh this is the game of the week, in my opinion. Miami at Buffalo. I know we've been waiting for the, this matchup all year long. The doo-doo bowl. The doo-doo bowl. <laughs> and it's going to be cold. It's up in Buffalo. Uh, the Bills are actually favored in this game by five and a half. It looks like, we don't know if Adam Gase will be back, but it looks like Ryan Tannehill's not going to be back next year. So this is another one of those ones, Jerry, kind of like this Atlanta-Tampa game. We don't know anybody's motivation in this game. Miami's going to Buffalo. They're not used to that cold weather, and this game it means nothing to them. I'm kind of leaning towards Buffalo, but the five and a half sounds like a lot to me, so I'm probably going to stay away from this one. Do you have anything on this one? I'll be staying away, but if you look into the box score, the first time these guys played, it's it's me. Can see Buffalo outgained them by a lot, but the turnovers was what killed them that day. Is Miami motivated? Like you said, we don't even know what's going to happen there. There's guys giving away, Tannehill's giving away stuff like, hey, I ain't going to be here. He's giving it to a guy, and the guy's telling him like, hey, man, I don't know if I'm going to be here either. Give it to him. There's so much uncertainty. Don't mess with him. All right, there you have it. Now, this is the one. We're going to revisit this, and it's the Colts-Titans game. I think it's the biggest game of the week. It should be exciting. Doesn't look like Mariota's going to go. What I do find interesting, Jerry, is now I'm seeing four and a half and five. 
popping up now for the Colts. So obviously Colts must be getting pounded here with the news that uh, Mariota is not going to go. Before you click that, just think about it. For, for, say at five and a half. Listen, listen, four and a half, five. Let's meet in the middle. Five. You're going to say at a neutral field it'd be eight. At Indy, you'd give up eleven. If you're comfortable with giving up Indy eleven in a in this kind of game, then 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 all power to you. But. Again, if you if you if you were going for that girl and she got her new boyfriend, you missed your chance. You missed your chance at two and a half. You missed your chance at three. Now you're chasing, and now you're now you're the side piece. Ooh, that, then that's not good. Well, maybe you get like a nice bracelet or something, but you don't get the house. Yeah, there you go. That's what the side. That's what the side piece gets. All right, guys. So that's it. So it, it's it's a tough. It's a big number. It does seem like the Colts are going to win this game. But that value that was there has dissipated pretty quickly. All right, Cincinnati. Pittsburgh, man, huge number here. We talked about this one with Lance and Holly. They love Pittsburgh in this game, minus 14. We did look it up. This one opened at 17 in favor of Pittsburgh. The Steelers got to win this one. Antonio Brown is a, is a maybe to play right now. It looks like he's saying he feels a little better. We'll see if he goes. I do expect James Conner to be back. But is that enough for you to take your Steelers, Jerry? All those guys, looks like they're going to play. Is that enough to take 14 points? That's a lot. My heart has too much on the line today, so I won't be betting them again. You won't make a living betting NFL, betting these big spreads. Does everything tell you that Pittsburgh is going to torch them? Yeah, and if they get up early, I don't. they'll start teeing off. That defensive line is crazy with the sack rate. Crazy stats. In 2003, no quarterback in the whole entire NFL is more profitable against the line in Week 17, the final week of the season, than Big Ben. 10-0 and straight up, 8-2 and against the spread, covering the line by more than a touchdown in Week 17. Isn't that crazy? Oh, man, that Big Ben sounds like he's uh, he plays well with the money on the line. So he plays better against divisional home opponents in Week 17, four and zero also. But then he covers those games by nine points. Man, but nine eight fourteen though. No, nine eight fourteen. That's a big difference there, guys. So be careful with this one. What about the total? It's opened up at forty eight. It's down to about forty five, forty five and a half. You think this is a high scoring or low scoring affair? What is it at right now? It's at about 45 and a half. See? And it was at 48 to start. 90% of the money right off the top when the number was released hit that under. It dropped at two and a half points. At this point, people are predicting a blowout. A a that What that's telling you is people are predicting the, the Steelers to open it up and basically the Bengals, the Bengals are shipping in. Like a, they're looking at that 28-14 game. All right, there you have it. We only have a few minutes left, so let's let's get to this one we haven't talked about at all. Chargers at Denver, Jerry. Six-and-a-half-point favorites are the Chargers in this one. Over under 43. Do you lean any way on one of those two? In my ordinal Schwarzenegger voice, go Chargers. Go Chargers. So you like the Chargers minus the points here. Six-and-a-half. I think they'll be motivated. I mean, don't get me wrong. Scoreboard watching, whatever it entails. I just think that this team needs a win, and they have everything to do it. I think they're one of the most underrated teams going into the playoffs. I guess people are on the bandwagon now. They a bad showing in the la- uh, last week. I just pound it, pound it, pound it, pound it. This is my Gal Media pick as well. Uh, six and a half charges. Ooh, so Jerry's he's on that one, guys. So. I would take that to the bank. All right, quickly, Lance doesn't think the uh, the Bears are going to let up against the Vikings. So it uh, looks like the Vikings are favored by six. Are you with Lance on this one? Or I'm with him. I just released it. See, if it went back to six, he almost, that number went against me because I just released it on Bookie Busters at four and a half. If you could get six, yeah, play that for sure. That's a key number. I don't see how they open it up. Also, look at the team uh, at the first half. If the Bears are going to let up at any point and, and back off, 
that's going to be at halftime. I think until halftime, you'll get at least two quarters of full play. And if you can get that, take that. And you see it don't make sense. I saw in many places the spread being six, but why didn't they giving you three for the halftime? They're giving you two and a half. They're trying to play you. There you have it. All right, quickly, uh, we got Arizona at Seattle. Seahawks favored by 14. Anything on this one? This is uh, the Thrive Special. Just drink, drink, and drink. <laughs> Just drink and drink. And finally, last one, San Francisco against the Rams. Rams now all the way up to a 10.5-point favorite. Is there a play to be made on this one? Rams get up. I think they go vanilla, kind of like what Josh ADG said from a DFS perspective. But once that happens, Shanahan's not going to let up, and I think you'll get a lot of, of junk points. Look for the over in this game. Play the over as both teams will score. Rams early, Niners late. Also do it in-game. Whenever the, you see the Rams start letting off the gas, go ahead and hit the Niners. The Niners ain't going to let up. Boom. And, man, Jerry, if I'm, I want to put some action on this here. I, I like that over. Where would I go bet that? There's only one place, and I tell that to everybody every single day they ask me my bookie guys you go to my bookie and the reason vegas makes these lines is so we can bet on them it's that simple you bet on them at my bookie just remember who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with my bookie's online destination to get action on any game guys they're safe they're reliable they've been in business for years because when you win money from them they actually pay you that part's kind of important right they can do the in-game betting you heard jerry these this in in in-game betting this week is going to be huge you see starters starting to get pulled that's when you go to my bookie and you start putting some bets in there it's safe it's reliable and we can bet the fantasy scores as well guys so if you think somebody's going to have a big game Get over to my bookie and bet the over. Just get on your computer, uh, computer or your mobile phone. Get your account started, and they'll match your deposit, guys. Right now, fifty percent. You put in a hundred, they'll put in fifty. They'll match it. Promo code radio is what you're going to want to use to activate that offer. Just put it in promo code radio. Get your account started today. That's mybookie.ag, and don't forget to use the promo code radio. You play, you win, you get paid. All right, guys, that is it. I think we got some. Put your names on it. So. Uh, Let's do it, Jerry. Who are you going for this week? He goes by the name of Julian Edelman. Look for him to blow it up. Jump all over his props, yards props, touchdown props, reception props. He's going to be all over the place. Nice. I'm going to stay in that same game and go with Sony Michelle. I think the Patriots roll today. I think they're going to get Sony Michelle going. Cam, what do you got for us? Yeah, I was going to go Chris Carson, but then I saw Devontae Adams isn't playing, so I got to go Randall Cobb. No Adams, no St. Brown. Who else does uh, Aaron Rodgers have to throw to? There you have it, guys. That's what we got for you this week. Until next week, we'll see you on Moneyline. For Josh, for Jerry, for Clutch City Cam, we'd like to thank all our guests, Eric, Holly, Fred, and Lance, and we'll see you next time. Peace.